Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Hi, I'm Antoinette Weatherly, and I want to welcome you to Entourage Ministries podcast. We have been in a series called Graves, Gardens, and Gratitude. And today I want to continue with talking about cultivating the garden of our heart in relationship with the Lord and with Holy Spirit. He has invited us into a partnership of cultivating the heart where we can see the fruit of our lives look like the fruit of Christ, look like kindness, joy, gentleness, and just an enjoyment of our everyday life. Practical ways that we can cultivate the heart um, look like things like prayer, thanksgiving, and worship. And those are some things that I want to look at today as we dive into this message of cultivating the garden of our heart in partnership with the Holy Spirit. In Genesis, we're introduced to Adam, and he's working in the garden. The Lord has placed him in a garden, and it's there that he finds identity, that he is moving in purpose, and it says that he walks with the Lord in the cool of the day. It's the same with us in relationship with the Father. In our hearts, He is wanting to cultivate relationship with us that looks like purpose and identity growing up on the inside of us. He wants to begin to walk with us in relationship in the cool of the day like He did with Adam. And one of the ways that we can begin to move into a relationship that is healthy and bearing a lot of fruit is to um, partner with Holy Spirit. I think it's important that we understand that it is a partnership, and it's not something that we do alone. If we want to see good fruit spring up from our lives, we need the help of the Holy Spirit. We need His ministry. We need to, um, to understand that when we open up the Word of God or when we are engaged in worship, reading the Word and prayer, that Holy Spirit is partnering with us to lead us into all truth and to connect us to the vine of Jesus Christ so that we can begin to bear fruit like He does. Um, There are three things I want us to look at um, in practical ways that we can cultivate um, our hearts and see um, His harvest in our hearts. The first one is cultivating the secret place. Um, I call the our time alone with the Lord, I call it the secret place. This is simply designated time for um, enjoying the Lord, for reading His Word, for prayer. You know, He's not after a routine. He's after relationship. But the discipline of sitting down with the Father on a daily basis is so important to us. It feeds our souls. I love to sit down with the Lord early in the morning. I like to make it the first thing in my day because it sets, it just sets the pace for the day. It sets my attitude for the day, and it sharpens my ability to hear Him throughout the day when I've begun my day with Him. Everybody's time with the Lord looks different, and that's totally okay. I know that there are some things that I should include every time I sit down with the Lord, and something that really um, sets the tone of my time with Him 
is to begin my time with him in a stance of thanksgiving. Every time I sit down in my um, little comfy chair in my office every morning, I begin that time with him by thanking him. I'm thankful that I woke up. I'm thankful for his provision in our lives. I'm thankful for his kindness and his goodness. I just begin to thank him for who he is to me and for what he is doing in me and through me. And that just sets the tone. It get, provides parameters for all of our time together. I have this understanding that all the revelation that I receive in that time, my thoughts in that time, they land in this place that God is good. Those are my parameters for spending time with Him, my parameters for prayer and for the way that I want to look at my life is I want to land in this understanding that He is good and that everything in my life, He will work together for my good because He is good and He just can't help it. So I begin my time in the secret place every time with Thanksgiving. Another thing that I think is crucial um, we can't overlook is the reading of His Word. Um, If we want to know His heart, He's given us this amazing tool to know what's on His heart, to know what is on His mind and what He's doing. His Word allows us to come into um, agreement with what He's thinking, and it's just so powerful. It's important that we get into His Word. And I know a lot of people um, struggle sometimes with understanding the Word. You know, um, I don't know that any of us have perfect understanding of God's Word, but the Holy Spirit is here to lead us into all truth, and the Holy Spirit will give us understanding of His Word as we search it out, as we hide it in our hearts. And I have just decided in my personal life that God gave me His Word, and it's good. And so if I'm hearing in my heart, oh, I can't understand the Word, or it's too far over my head, or I'll never get this or that, I've just begun to identify that as a lie. And the Word says that we can take every thought captive, and that's a thought that I take captive. I take captive the thought that I can't understand the Word, that it's over my head, that it's a a mystery that I'll never be able to unlock. He wants to reveal to us the revelation mysteries, the secrets of His heart. He's invited us to know His heart. As his children, he wants us to know what he's thinking. He wants us to have understanding of his word. And so that is the way that I approach the word. If I don't understand it now, I believe for revelation. I believe for the Holy Spirit to lead me into all truth like he promises to do. The third thing that I always want to incorporate in my secret place time with the Father is prayer. And I always remind myself that prayer is (laughs) two-way. In the same way as if I were on a date with my husband, I wouldn't do all the talking. (laughs) There's got to be some response time. There's got to be some time of quiet where I'm waiting on the voice of the Lord, and I'm waiting to hear what it is that He has for me, what it is that He wants to speak into my heart. So all of this time, this secret place time, my my set-aside designated time to spend with the Father, This is it's kind of like a date. I'm setting a date, a special time to concentrate on the Lord in the same way you would want to concentrate on your spouse or my daughter. I like to take my oldest daughter on dates as well so that I can concentrate on her, that we can um, begin to cultivate relationship with one another and cultivate connection and have a face-to-face, heart-to-heart encounter with one another. If you want to cultivate your heart well, having secret place time with the Father 
is absolutely just number one in my mind. We need to have set aside time with him where it's just you and him in the secret place, sharing your hearts with one another. Another thing that has been a major tool in my life for cultivating my heart is journaling. In Habakkuk, it tells us to write the vision and make it plain so you can run with it. Um, In my quiet time with the Lord, I often journal revelations or insights from His Word that He's given me. If you have ever done a SOAP study where you do scripture, observation, application, and prayer, I've loved doing SOAP studies. You write your scripture, your observation, how you can apply it to your life, and then a prayer that kind of solidifies everything that you've looked at. I love incorporating things like that into my time with the Father because there's something about writing it down that makes it concrete. In my mind, if I want to properly steward my history with the Lord, I have to remember it. And if I haven't written it, if I it's not something I can return to, then I feel I'm not properly stewarding our history. Histories should be written down so that they can be remembered. I want to be able to recall the revelation that the Lord's given me. I want to be able to recall what He has spoken, what He's done, what He's shown me. And the only way that I can begin to do that and then revisit it is if I've written it. And um, and it's powerful. The Word sets precedence um, for writing down Scripture, for writing down Revelation so that we can revisit it. In Habakkuk, that simple word to write the vision, make it plain so that you can run with it. I believe that sets precedence for journaling. It really is um, a powerful tool in our lives. And I also think of journaling as a kind of target practice. When I'm um, in the secret place with the Father, I'm writing down revelation. I'm writing down what He's spoken for me. I'm setting a focus. I'm aiming at His target for my life for that day, for that week, or for that season. And so when I am away from that secret place with Him, when I'm in Walmart, when I'm in traffic, when um, you know a challenge has been presented, I receive a, a, a rough phone call or a text from somebody, I've already set my aim. I've been in target practice, engaged in target practice, where I know what's on the Father's heart. I know what He's speaking. I know what He's doing. And I can then bring that into my situation. I can bring that revelation with me into Walmart into traffic, into my workspace, and into my relationships. I think it's powerful to write down the vision, write down the revelation, and begin to train yourself to remember, to celebrate what he's doing, and to revisit it often. I love to sit down and to read my journals from the year, at the end of the year, so I can celebrate what God has done. It's such an important practice in our life. I think so often We move from thing to thing on our to-do list, and we never allow ourselves the space to celebrate what we've already done. I know I am a doer. I like to get stuff done, and I've always got an endless list that I'm working on. And the Lord's really been working on me this year to stop and to celebrate. Celebrate what you've accomplished. Acknowledge what you have done. Sometimes you don't get a pat on the back for what you've done, but the Lord is constantly in celebration over you. And He wants you to know that you're celebrated. He wants us to know that what we've accomplished in our day-to-day life, however small or large it is to us, that those things are celebrated, that He sees them, and that they are worthy of acknowledging. 
and remembering. So journaling has just been a really important tool. I, I always tell people, um, use this, utilize a journal. You don't have to be a good writer. There's all kinds of ways around being a good writer when you're journaling. You can bullet journal. You can simply record scripture that he's putting on your heart. You don't have to be super talented, awesome writer. It's about writing the vision. Make it plain. It doesn't need to be extravagant. Make it plain so that you can run with it in your day-to-day life. The last thing that is a practical way for cultivating the heart has been in my life community. Community is crucial. You know, I kind of grew up a kind of loner. I was a little bit of a loner. I was, um, I just was one of those artsy kids that liked to be alone in a room doing artsy stuff. Um, you did, it didn't require a whole lot of community. And it wasn't until I was in my late teens that I really got connected with the community within my church. And it changed my life. Um, I really was sharpened. You know, the word says iron sharpens iron. I was sharpened. Dreams were awakened. I received encouragement that I didn't know that I needed. Community is powerful. And this year, um, you know, with COVID and um, everything going on, um, you know, there was a season when our church wasn't meeting at the beginning of the year. And my mom and I just made a point to sit down with each other almost every day and share what the Lord had spoken to us in our time with Him. And that has brought me so much life this year. It has just been so good to my soul to share those things with my mom. And I've experienced so much fruit because, you know, the things that I had written in my journal didn't just remain on my journal. They were shared. They were spoken. And when I would share something with her, things would go off on the inside of her. And then when she would share something with me, uh, things would go off on the inside of me, confirmation from the Lord. Um, just agreement, and we just get excited about what God was doing because of that community. Um, and I just I can't emphasize enough the importance of whatever the Lord is showing you, share it with somebody. Um, I read something one time that said, until you share something, it's not really yours. If you really want to take hold of the things that God is revealing to you, what He has put on your heart, the vision He's giving you, the direction He's taking you, share it. Find a safe place. Find some community where you can open your heart and you can then share what God has placed on the inside of you because that's when it's it becomes solidified and you make it your own. One time I was talking to a sister-in-law. She's like a homestead queen. She makes jams and jellies and soaps and she's on a farm and she has horses and all this stuff. And um, she also plant trees. And I had mentioned to her, I'm thinking I'm, I'm so awesome because I planted a pear tree in my yard. And she was like, you just planted one? Um, and I began to, you know, I'm talking to her. I'm like, yeah, I just planted one. Isn't that awesome? And, and she began to talk to me about the importance of planting multiple for the purpose of cross-pollination. You know, a tree that is planted alone, it will grow, but it won't bear as much fruit as it could if it was had a partner tree or a partner um, pollinator. The same is true of the people of God. You don't want to just plant us alone. We need other trees for the purpose of this cross-pollination, for the purpose of this divine exchange that happens when we share what God is doing in our lives and through our lives. Um, it's so crucial 
that we do that in order to cultivate our hearts, in order to cultivate that relationship with the Lord. That's what's so unique about being a part of the body of Christ is I'm not only one with Christ, I'm one with every member of his body. And that gets so exciting when you get into community and you begin to see that the things that God has been saying to you, he's also saying to your sister or to your brother. And that's so affirming. It's so uplifting and encouraging to to know that God is speaking to you, that you are hearing him. And not only is he speaking to you, but he's confirming those things through your brothers and sisters. And they come alongside you, they spur you on, and they encourage you in what it is that he's spoken. So practical ways for cultivating the heart. Spend time in the secret place. Let that time be governed by thanksgiving, the word of God, and communion with the Father. You want to pray, and you want it to be two-way. Not only do we express what is on our hearts for the Lord and to the Lord and and what it is that we're thinking about in in our lives and those things that weigh heavy and, and those things that we celebrate, we also want to hear His response. It's so important that we wait on His voice. Really, prayer is to get us to a place to receive and to hear what is on His heart and mind for us. Second, journaling. Journaling is not mandated by scripture. There's no command that says, thou shalt journal. It's just such an awesome tool. It's an easy tool. It's easily accessible, and it's so fruitful. It's such a, such a good tool to utilize in your relationship with the Father so that you can properly steward your history with Him. And what does that mean? What does it mean to properly steward your history? It's to record and to remember. Um, you know, it's no use to me if he's done these awesome things that I have no recollection of. Scripture over and over and over says in the Old Testament, he was constantly telling um, the children of Israel to remember, remember what God has done. That's where all the feasts came from and all the celebrations in the Old Testament. They were a way to remember what he's done. Well, journaling can be that for you as well. And lastly, community. We need the cross-pollination We need encouragement from our brothers and sisters. We need the affirmation that comes from sharing what the Lord has placed in our hearts and hearing it confirmed in the mouths of our brothers and sisters. I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you for everyone listening, and I thank you that you have invited us into partnership with you, that cultivating the heart is not something that we have to do alone. We don't have to force fruit to pop up in our lives fruit that we don't really have. We don't have to pretend that we've produced something we haven't really produced. All we have to do is get into communion with you, to abide with you in the secret place, to let your word abide in us as we meditate upon it, and to commune with your people. When we do those things, fruit is effortless. We bear much fruit in such an effortless way by simply abiding with you by the power of your spirit. And I just thank you that everyone listening would feel that invitation from the Lord to come and draw close, to abide, so that we might bear much fruit. And I thank you, Father, that there is a fruitful harvest for each one of us as we begin to partake of communion with you. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 